that good stuff. But we love Brother Rouse, Sister Rouse, and this good family. Only come. Man, he's been doing an awesome job. I believe he's going to do it again tonight, don't you? Let's give him a good Bendale welcome to this pulpit. God bless you. I wonder, would you lift your voice with your hand clap tonight all across the house of the Lord? Come on, anybody glad to be in the house of the Lord tonight? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, would you do that for a few more moments? Hallelujah. Come on, how many knows he's worthy? He's worthy. He's worthy. King of kings, Lord of lords, great I am, the everlasting Father, Prince of peace, wonderful, mighty counselor. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. No place I'd rather be than to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. How many knows that we serve a God that never fails? I said, how many knows we serve a God that never fails? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He is undefeated. Amen. And even when it looked like he was being defeated, amen, he was making a show of the adversary openly, hanging on the cross. For he said, and if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. Amen. What a mighty, mighty God we serve. Hallelujah. How many knows that it's God's will for you to leave here tonight different than the way you came? Amen. That you don't have to leave here bound up in your spirit, bound up in your mind, but you can leave here knowing that God is in control. Amen. That God has it all in the palm of his hand. Amen. If you have your Bibles, 1 Samuel chapter 16. Amen. Verse number 10. 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse number 10. When you find it, you can say amen. Hallelujah. I do want to say I give honor to my pastor, Brother Spears. Amen. And, uh, First Lady, Sister Spears. Amen. So thankful that they're here with us tonight. Amen. I don't think they came to see me. I think they came to see the grandkids. Amen. But that's all right. Hallelujah. We'll take what we can get. Amen. Hallelujah. Just so thankful that they're here. Amen. Give honor to Pastor Moore, Sister Moore. Amen. Amen thankful for what God's doing. How many knows that God is on the move? Amen. He's working in ways that we don't even understand. Amen. He is always in control. Amen. 1 Samuel chapter 16 verse number 10 says again, Jesse made seven of his sons to pass before Samuel and Samuel said unto Jesse the Lord hath not chosen these and Samuel said unto Jesse are here all thy children and he said, There remaineth yet the youngest, and behold, he keepeth the sheep. And Samuel said unto Jesse, Send and fetch him, for we will not sit down till he come hither. And he sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy and with all of a beautiful countenance and goodly to look to. And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is he. Then Samuel took the horn of all and anointed him in the midst of his brethren. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel rose up and went to Ramah. Amen. Here, Samuel makes his way down to Jesse's house. For God has said, I'm going to choose myself and pick for myself a king from the house of Jesse. Amen. And Samuel arises and goes down. And we find that David has the oil poured upon his head anointed to be king of Israel. Would you lay your Bibles down? 
Would you lift your hands with me one more time all across the house of the Lord? Let's lift our voices together. God, I come before you. God, I pray, Lord, that you would empty me of myself, my own ideas, my own opinions. God, and I pray, Lord, that you would have your way in this house tonight. God, anoint me, God, as an instrument, as a tool to be used in the palm of your hands. God, I am nothing without your anointing. Empty me of myself and fill me with your holy anointing, God. Lord, put your words in my mouth, God. Lord, I pray that you would anoint every ear to hear your word tonight, God. Have your way in this house, God. Let your anointing destroy every yoke of bondage. Uh, let it lift the heavy burden off of the shoulders of your people, God. Uh, bind up the brokenhearted and set every captive soul free, God. Uh, drive out and push back the oppressor tonight by your mighty power uh, and by your mighty hand, Lord. And if any good thing uh, would happen in this house tonight, Lord, let it be said uh, that it was because of your anointing. Let's clap our hands one more time uh, all across this house. I wonder what somebody begin to lift up that name that wonderful name of Jesus for there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved but it is in that mighty name Jesus oh yes Lord I thank you for your mighty power in the mighty name of Jesus Christ we pray amen somebody say in Jesus name hallelujah you may be seated I want to talk to you preach to you tonight what God has laid on my heart amen every step of the way. Amen. Every step of the way. We find here that a sacrifice has been called and, and Samuel makes his way down to where uh, Jesse and his sons live and uh, here the, as he makes his way into the city he's asked uh, are you coming peaceably because they knew that um, within this great prophet of God Samuel there, there was the word of God and the anointing of God and the power of God that was upon his life uh, and the people respected this great prophet of God and knew that uh, when he made his way into town that it wasn't for naught but that God uh, had sent him on some type of special mission uh, and here today his mission was it's time to get up and uh, quit weeping for Saul because I have rejected him from being king uh, and I have chosen for myself a man I have chosen for myself a king to rule uh, in his place and in his stead uh, and here he makes his way to Jesse's house and seven of Jesse's sons are there and uh, one by one they make their way before the presence uh, of Samuel but not only before the presence of Samuel uh, they are also making their way before the presence of the Lord uh, and God is looking down upon them and God uh, is judging them by their actions uh, and by their heart God is looking deeper uh, as he would tell Samuel about Eliab uh, he's looking deeper than the outward appearance of the man uh, but he's looking down to the heart of the matter down where the rubber meets the road deeper than what the outward appearance would be because I know that most of you have probably lived long enough to know that looks can be deceiving and so it was when God said I am choosing for myself a man I am choosing for myself a king I'm not looking for somebody that would pass the eye test for everybody else but I'm looking for somebody that would have a heart that would be towards me. I'm looking for somebody that would want, want and long to live a life that would be pleasing unto me and what my desire is for their lives. And all these sons pass before Samuel and God says none of these are the ones. 
Is there yet another son? Yes, there's one, David. He's out tending to the sheep. And almost as an afterthought here, David is finally called to the ceremony. David is finally invited and the man of God says we're not even going to sit down until uh, he comes and appears before the Lord. Uh, and as David makes his way into the house and into the presence of, of his brothers and into the presence of Samuel uh, and even into the presence of God Almighty himself, uh, God says this is the one that I have chosen. Uh, this is the one that I put my hand upon. Uh, can I tell you it did not matter if he was overlooked by members of his own family. It did not matter what they thought about him. But all God was worried about is this is the one that I have been looking for. This is the one that I have been searching for. My hand is upon his life. I want to tell somebody tonight in the house of the Lord, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks about you, but God is looking for somebody that he can put his hand upon. God is is looking for a heart uh, that he can wash white as snow. Uh, God is looking for men and women uh, that he can forever change their lives. Uh, God is looking for people uh, that say, I do not want what this world has to offer, uh, but within me there is a cry uh, that says, all I want is God. Uh, all I want is for him to move uh, and work in my life. Hallelujah. And there, David is anointed in the presence of all his brethren. As he's knelt there on the floor, as the man of God Samuel pours out the anointing oil upon his head, no doubt it runs down his face and onto his garments and even dripping off onto the floor. To some, this may have just looked like a symbolic moment. But to David, there was a lot more taking place than just something that was symbolic. But there was something life-changing happening in David's life. And can I tell you that when we are baptized in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, there are some that might say, well, that's just symbolic. That's just another way of joining the church. Or that's just another way of publicly making it known what side you're on. But can I tell you, when I went down in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, there was a lot more happening in my life than just something that it was symbolic but what happened in that watery grave would forever change my life what happened on that wonderful day when I was buried in the name of Jesus was more than just a symbol but it was God putting his hand upon my life I've come to tell you here in the house of the Lord that your experience with the baptism of the Holy Ghost is not just for others to look at you different but it's for God to put his hand on your life and to forever change you and to forever make you a new creature when you are born again of the water and of the spirit Hallelujah. and David as he was there in the presence of his brothers we know by Eliab's later remarks to David that there was probably some type of tension there that everything wasn't just lovely and going just right. 
But here in the presence of all his brothers, all the God pours out his anointing upon his life. It was more than just a ceremony for David. It was more than just a ritual for David. But the word of God says that the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. When David got up off of that floor with the anointing all still wet on his body and still wet on his garments. When he walked back out of that door and made his way back to the pasture. Oh, there was something different about him. For now, when he got up off of that floor, the presence of God was upon him from that day forward. And every step he took, God was with him. And every day that he woke up in the morning, God was with him. Every night he laid his head down to rest. God was with him. No matter where he went, the Spirit of God was upon him. I come to let somebody know tonight that God knows how to forever change your life. God knows how to forever put his hand upon you. And when God fills you with his spirit, he's with you every step of the way. Every morning, every noon, every evening, every night, God is with you. Judges 6 and 34 tells us that the Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon and he blew a trumpet and gathered men together. Judges 11, 29 through 33 tells us that the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jephthah to fight against Ammon and how God wrote a mighty victory in his life. Judges 14 and 6 says that the Spirit of the Lord came upon Samson and he killed a lion with his bare hands and rent it like he would a little kid goat. Here in verse 19 of that same chapter it says that the Spirit of the Lord came upon Samson and he slays 30 men. And, and later on in, verse, in chapter 15 verses 14 through 15 it tells us that once again the Spirit of the Lord comes upon Samson and he breaks the bands that have him bound up and he takes the jawbone of a donkey and he slays a thousand men with just the jawbone of a donkey and all these mighty stories that we read about and we know about and we hear about for them it would seem as though the spirit of the Lord would come and go out of their lives but can I tell you the word of God says for David that the spirit of the Lord was upon him from that day forward can I tell you that God has a way of putting his hand upon your life God has a way of no matter what battle you go into God is already there and God is already with you I come to preach to somebody and let you know that every step you take God is moving and God is working on your behalf and God is able to give you deliverance and victory by his mighty power and by his mighty hand David was anywhere from 15 to 20 years old when first anointed to be king of Israel. So this means that he could have waited for as long as 15 years to see the word of the Lord accomplished in his life. 
And even yet seven more years to have the full kingdom handed to him. But he finds himself now on a journey in the waiting period, in the process, knowing what God has done in his life. Knowing that he has been in the presence of the Lord. And that his life will never be the same again. He finds himself back attending to his father's sheep. He finds himself oh, wondering from one day to the next. When are things going to start happening in my life? Until one day he finds himself on the battlefield to bring provisions to his brothers. And to Saul himself. There he comes into the camp. And he hears Goliath begin to make his role. He, he hears Goliath begin to make his challenge and not only is he defying the armies of Israel but he is defying God himself and something stirs within David that says you know what I'm not going to let him talk about my God like that because I've never forgot what it felt like to have his hand on my life I never forgot what it felt like to know that when I got up off of that floor it didn't matter where I went next God was with me no matter how dark it got God was with me and this uncircumcised Philistine is not going to stand and defy my God for my God is able to do it it doesn't matter if it's by many or if it's by few my God is able David finds himself Standing before Saul, telling his testimony of what God had done for him. Saying, there was a lion that came and took one of the sheep, but the Lord delivered him into my hand. There was a bear that came and took one of the sheep. It was the Lord that delivered him into my hand. David did not say, that the Spirit of the Lord came upon me. And I took that lamb back. And I took that lamb back from that lion and from that bear. And I slew them right there where they stood. Because the Spirit of the Lord came upon me. No, David didn't say that because he realized that God was already there with him. And that God was with him every step he took. Before the lion ever took the lamb, God was already with him. And as he pursued after the lion, God was with him. And as he caught up with the lion and with the bear, God was still yet right there with him and David said I want to let you know that this uncircumcised Philistine will be just like one of those God will deliver him into my hand and I tell you tonight that God is with you that God has not left you that God has not forgotten you that God has not forsaken you but God is still with you and even when David faces Goliath. Scripture never says that the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. Why? Because the Spirit of the Lord was already upon his life. And every step he took across the valley of Elah, 
God was with him. As he knelt down and picked out the five smooth stones out of the brook and put them in his shepherd's bag, God was with him. As he reached his hand in and picked out one and put it in his sling, God was with him. As as the as the giant, the Philistine, as Goliath began to mock him and make fun of him, it did not make David any smaller because God was still with him. It did not intimidate David because he knew that God was with him. Can I tell you, David understood that God is my rock. It's not about the stone that's in my sling, but it's about the rock that I'm standing on. It's about the rock that is with me. My foundation is stable. My foundation is sure. Can I ask somebody tonight, is God your rock? Or are you building your life on sinking sand? Come on, if you're on the sinking sand, you need to get out of it and build your life on the rock. It'll never forsake you. It'll never fail you. But it'll keep you when the storms of life come howling at you. Hallelujah. And as, as that giant rose up to make his way to David, what if God says that David ran to meet him? Because David understood. I'm not doing this by myself. Oh, and I love, I may have even mentioned this here the other night, I don't know, but I love how David made sure that he pointed out to Goliath, I understand what you're leaning on, Goliath. You got your sword and your spear and your shield. And if David would have been leaning on those same types of things, he would have said, I've got my sling and I've got my stone and I've got my staff and I've got my shepherd's bag. But what David said was, you come to me with a sword, a spear, and a shield but I come to you in the name of the Lord. Can I understand? You got to realize that your greatest weapon is not your own abilities, but your greatest weapon is that you have been bought with a price and you have the ability to call on the name of the Lord, that name that is above every name. Hey, devil, you can come at me with whatever weapon you got, but I've got the name of the Lord. I've been Buried with him. I've been covered. I've been washed. And it's not about me anymore. But you're fighting my God. For God will deliver me. Hallelujah. 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 Oh. Hallelujah. You would think that it would say. The spirit of the Lord came upon David. And he wrought a mighty victory. But instead, he just says that David slew the Philistine. And it was God that delivered the Philistine, the giant, into his hands. The lion and the bear. It was God that delivered him into David's hands. Because why? David had the Spirit of God 
upon his life. Oh, there was something that happened in that room. There was something that happened that day in the presence of all his brethren. Oh, that it did not matter where David went from then forward. God was with him and that God was working in his life. And can I preach to somebody tonight here in the house of the Lord? Satan would love for you to think that since you haven't had a certain feeling in a while that you are forgotten and that God has left you and that you are forsaken. Come on, Satan would love for you to think, well, I haven't really broke loose like I wanted to in a long time. I haven't really felt those Holy Ghost doodads up and down my spine like I used to. Maybe something's wrong with me and maybe God is a long way from me. But can I tell you, even in those moments, God is still with you. For when he filled you with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, when you got up out of that altar, when you walked out that back door, God was with you every step that you took. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 5 and 6 says that your conversations be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Oh, the Apostle Paul here, if in fact he is the one that wrote the book of Hebrews, we're not certain. But let me just say, Paul wrote it, if you would allow me to do that. Paul was trying to let us know that it's easy to look at others. It's easy to look around you and to judge what's happening in other people's lives and feel like you're being left behind and feel like you're being forgotten. But Paul said, I want you to realize it should be enough for you to realize that God made you a promise that I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. It might look like other brothers and other sisters are passing you up and gaining leaps and bounds and you feel like, why am I so cold on the inside? Why do I feel so broken? I come to let you know tonight you need to hold on to the promise that God said, I will never, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. But every step you take, I'm taking it with you. Every mile you walk, I'm walking with you. Everybody is living a social media life. And oh, it looks like all the ducks are lined up and everything's looking right. And some of those that you're looking at feeling like I'm being left behind. Some of those same people are looking at you and saying, hey, I'm being left behind because everybody is looking to see what everybody else is doing. Oh, but Paul said, I want you to realize it's not about what's going on in everybody else's life, but you need to remember that God said he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. Hey, so that you can stand up and let the devil know, hey, you're attacking my home but God is my helper you're attacking my children but God is my helper he is my shield he is my defense and every step I take God is with me he hasn't left he's still working on my half he's still working everything for my good No matter, no matter where you are, 
God already said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. David finds himself walking day after day. Saul attempts to take David's life. Throws the javelin at him. David barely escapes for his life. And then yet again, the javelin is thrown at him. David escapes for his life. Twice having to barely escape. Saul sets men around his house just waiting to catch him leaving. Waiting to strike him down. Waiting to destroy his life. David flees for his life. And there we find in 1 Samuel chapter 22, verse number 1, it says, David therefore departed thence and escaped to the cave of Dulam. And when his brethren and all his father's house heard it, they went down thither to him. And everyone that was in distress and everyone that was in debt and everyone that was discontented gathered themselves unto him. And he became a captain over them. And there were with him about 400 men. And David went thence to Mizpah of Moab. And he said unto the king of Moab, Let my father and my mother, I pray thee, come forth and be with you till I know what God will do for me. My wife would make her way to the music. David said, Would you look after my father and my mother until I know what God is going to do in my life. I know what God said, but I just don't know how he's going to work it all out right now. David is being hunted like a dog. And he's, I know what God has spoke over my life. I know what God has said about me. But right now, it really doesn't feel like anything positive has happened. I, I, I just hold on to my mother and my father. Look out for them until I know exactly how God's going to bring all of this to pass in my life. Until, until I see how God's going to turn it all around for me. I, I don't really know how all the pieces are going to come together. All I know that God has spoken over my life. And right now, it doesn't feel like anything positive is happening. Right now, it feels like all I'm doing is losing and losing and losing and giving and giving. I'm out here running for my life. I don't, I don't know what lies around the next bend. I don't know what tomorrow holds. All I know is God said he's going to do something in my life. And David hides himself in the cave of Adullam. An anointed man of God. David you're a man after my own heart. I've chosen you. I've put my hand upon your life. And God, why am I having to hide in this cave? David hides there. And many believe that the entrance was so small that you almost had to crawl into this cave. And David says this is a good place to defend and this is a good place for a few men to fight off an army and maybe I can just make it if I hide here for a while. But even as David was crawling into that cave, God was 
is with him. Even as David looked about him, looked at all the broken people around him, those that were in debt, and those that were discontented, and those that their lives had been messed up, God was with him. Maybe I'll just live in this cave for a while. Maybe I'll just stay here. That's all right with me. I feel, I feel a little safety here. But in verse 5 of 1 Samuel 22, it says, And the prophet Gad said unto David, Abide not in the hole, depart, and get thee into the land of Judah. Then David departed and came into the forest of Horeb. Can I tell you somebody tonight in the house of the Lord? You've got to understand that God is with you. And the word of God came to David and said, it's time for you to come out of this cave of uncertainty. It's time for for you to come out of this darkness that feels like you don't know what tomorrow holds. Oh, but it's time for you to come out of that uncertainty. And it's time for you to once again walk in the land of Judah. What does that word Judah mean? That word Judah meant praise. And God said, it's time for you to come out of your uncertainty and walk in a place of praise again. Can I ask you, how long has it been since you felt like you could really worship, like you wanted to worship? How long has it been since you really felt that liberty over your life and you knew, hey, God's in control. But day after day, the devil whispers and the devil shouts it even louder and says, you're all alone and you're all by yourself. But I've come to deliver an anointed word tonight that every step you take, God is with you. Every prayer you pray, God is with you. Would you lift your hands with me all across the house of the Lord right now? Oh, and would you lift your voice all across this congregation, all across this house? Hallelujah. 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 You don't understand my life, preacher. I'm broken. I'm messed up. But I can tell you, God wants to give you an experience that will forever change your life. God wants to put his spirit upon you and when you get up out of this altar of repentance tonight you'll know hey the spirit of God is upon my life every step I take I know that he's going to be with me can I tell you that he's God in the valley of Elah and he's God in the cave of Adullam he's God when you're standing over Goliath and he's God when you're crawling into that cave he's God when you come out of the cave and when you make your way into the land of He's God when you're doing your best just to make it. (laughs) He's God when you're with the sheepfold and you're singing your songs and nobody hears it but you and God. He's God when you're standing before Saul and you're playing on your heart. You know God's using you and you know God's moving in your life. He's God 
when you're sneaking out of the window running for your life he's still God he's still God he's still God I'm preaching to men and women tonight that just a little while ago you had so much faith you had so much confidence that God was making a way that you didn't it didn't matter what came against you but then life hits you so hard And now you're saying, hey, God, just take care of my family. God, no matter what happens to me, just make sure my family's all right. God, preach what I'm feeling in my spirit right now. how much longer I can hold on whatever you're doing God make sure my children are alright make sure my wife hangs on and, and make, make sure my spouse make sure they're alright God I, I don't know what you're doing exactly help me to hang on to my sanity help me to hang on to, to everything this is just so much chaos and so much turmoil oh but I want to tell somebody tonight you got to go back to that first moment where you knelt down in the presence of God and that oil was poured over your head and when you got off of that floor it didn't matter what your family said about you it didn't matter what the rest of the world said about you it didn't matter what your friends said about you all you knew said hey my life is never the same God is with me but now you're wondering hey God what are you doing exactly I don't see a throne and I don't see a kingdom I don't see victory and I don't see triumph now I know I killed a lion I know I killed a bear I know I stood over Goliath but look at me now I want to tell somebody now you're still a giant killer you're still anointed by God God's hand is still on your life I come to let the devil know he is a liar he is a deceit 
that he is the father of every lie. But tonight the Father, the everlasting Father is in this house. And He is truth. And His Spirit is truth. And there is no lie that can stand before truth. For when truth is revealed, every lie is made known and every lie is made manifest. I want to tell somebody tonight, the devil says you can't, but God says you can and you will. The devil says you'll never be free, but God says there's liberty in my presence for where the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty I've come to take dominion over the demonic forces of hell that say I'll hold you and I'll never let you go but in the name of Jesus there is liberty in the name of Jesus there is victory in the name of Jesus there is life and life more abundantly in the name of Jesus there is more than enough if you're here tonight you have yet to experience the power of the Holy Ghost he wants to do for you like he did for David he wants to put his hand on your life he wants to lead you out of darkness into his marvelous light or maybe you have experienced the gift of the Holy Ghost, the power of God, and, and maybe you've neglected it, and maybe you've uh, kind of brushed it off and just kind of moved on with your life now, but, but maybe now you're seeing that you need Him like you never needed Him before. Uh, tonight will be a good night to recommit. Uh, tonight will be a good night to remake up your mind. Uh, hey, I want God in my life. Uh, I want the power of God. Uh, I want the presence of God on me every step, every step. Come on, there's others that ought to be in this altar. Would you come? Would you make your way right now? Come on, there's some that need to be crying out to the Lord tonight. Come on, there's some that need to be lifting their voice and letting God know God. I know you're still in control. I know you're still working. I know you're still moving. God, I know that you're still pouring out of your spirit upon all flesh. Oh, come on. In this house tonight, come on, we need God to make yourself known. Come on, the adversary says you can't do it but God is You want to pour it out tonight? I've lived in the darkness long enough. I've lived in this cave long enough. I'm coming out back into the presence, back into the land of Judah.
on, God's working. Come up out of your cave. Come up out of your loneliness. Come up out of it. In the name of Jesus, you are not alone. God is with you. God is with you. Come on, men. Come on, men. Push through. Come on, break through that veil. God, I will not be satisfied until I know, until I know, until I know.
Come on, there's such a sweet move of the Holy Ghost in this house. Come on. Somebody say through it all. I know where to put my trust. I've learned to trust in God. Come on, that's it all across this house. All through it all, yes. Come on in the name of Jesus.
Would you lift your hands all across the house? Would you begin to sing that? Say through it all, yeah. I've learned to trust. I've learned to trust in God. Through every situation. Through it all, say. I've learned.
your situation Say I've learned Yes I have Beautiful presence of the Lord that's with us here tonight. Ministering touch into our lives and our hearts and souls. Some would think that we're plumb crazy to sing a song like that and actually rejoice in it. But understanding the song and understanding what happens to us when God leads us through the valleys and gives us the strength to climb the mountains and sometimes when we feel like we're on a lonely road but as, as a preaching was tonight out of Hebrews he'll never leave us nor forsake us amen he's always there to strengthen us to carry us thank God let's rejoice amen over those desert times let's rejoice over those long climb rough side of the mountain but amen, it made us much stronger than what we was. What's all of that doing? It's shaping us and molding us into his image, into his likeness, amen, into his marvelous light. As earthen vessels, amen, putting in the potter's hand to mold us and shape us, amen, to be a testimony of his goodness and grace and mercy. Because I'm telling you, this world needs some real heroes. They don't need heroes that's leaning upon drugs and leaning upon this and that but they're putting a trust and leaning upon the true word of God and the one called Jesus Christ and see be an example that you know what this Savior will bring you through this one called Jesus my 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 what a sweet presence and a touch the move of the Holy Ghost here again tonight lives that are being ministered to and touched in this place reaching into a depthness reaching in and rooting in you know, it's the roots. It's the roots that sustained you in the storms. It's the roots that will sustain you in the desert times. And God, a man, is doing some root, a man, operation in this place today in our hearts, our minds, and our spirit. You know why? Because without a good root foundation, the church can't, can't handle the fruit that is fixing to bear and bring the protection, amen, that it's going to have to have for the new babies and the new folks that's coming. God knows what he's doing. We'll just trust God and put our confidence in God. God will work it all out. And it won't be like we all think it's going to be, but it'll be where God will get the glory and God will get the praise. And that's really what this is all about anyway. Amen. It's about him, his kingdom, his, his, his name, his power. I believe, I believe there's going to be a revival in this end time. For those that's willing to pay the price, willing, amen, to just put their confidence in him, put their trust in him. I appreciate you tonight. Appreciate all that's here. Come to worship with us and give God glory on this Monday night. Let's don't forget tomorrow night again, 6.30, prayer time, 7 o'clock service time. Boys, Brother Rouse, Sister Rouse, they've been doing an awesome job. Being used of God, blessed of the Lord, anointed of God. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. Appreciate them so much doing such a good job here tonight. Appreciate you. So good to have Brother Sister Spears with us tonight. Appreciate them so much for being, coming to be with us here tonight. Love them. Appreciate them so much. Uh, we just counted a great honor that the Lord allowed us to have fellowship 
with such, you know, the, these two families right here. Amen. The Strain and the Spears family has been in Pentecost a long, long time. And then God allowed us to rub shoulders with them and have them become a part of us. And we're so thankful for it. Amen. It's good to see each one of you. Invite somebody. Talk to somebody. Amen. Pray about tomorrow night's service. We want the heart of God in this place, the power of the Holy Ghost in this house. Amen. We want God to continue to do what is His will. Let's pray the will of God in this revival. Amen. Because that's what we want to see happen. All right. Love you. Appreciate you. Any announcements need to... All right. Love you. God bless you. Appreciate you so much. God bless you.